Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? Friday, Grifka's favorite day of the week. We're back in the house talking Detroit Lions. Had a fun show on Wednesday. We talked about, uh, we had a lot of fun with Twitter, uh, good Twitter questions, good DKC mailbag from the people. Talked about the special teams coordinator, because as we all know, it's a third of the game. Defensive coordinator, uh, had some laughs. A good show. If you missed it, go back and listen. And we're here on a Friday. Grifka, how are you, sir? Oh, man, you know how it is. It's Friday. That means it's weather report time, guys. What's it going to do is chance of snow this weekend here up in Michigan. Uh, once again, old man winter is finally taking its grip. It's only taken, you know, a quarter of the uh, winter, which means winter is going to hang out probably till April here in Michigan because that's the way it works whenever winter gets a late start. But we all know it's going to be cold this weekend. We're looking at a low of, like, single digits Sunday night. So everybody bundle up because it's going to be cold out there. Make sure heat's turned up. So, by the way, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Oh, man. I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it does. It gets us into a Friday Detroit Kool-Aid cast where we always drink it in. Grifka, what the heck are we talking about today? Well, I just want to get this out of the way because I know you've been, you know, you're tossing and turning at night thinking about this. So I just have a question for you. I'm just going to get it out of the way just from the start before we dive into what I really, really want to get into. Because this is the one I want to ask you your opinion because I know this matters so much to you, and I know you probably got the vote as well, you know, and I know you probably, you know, went to Twitter, and you, you know, I don't know if you heard, but maybe you put something out, but what did you think when your boy, Dave Burkett, won Sports Writer of the Year for the state of Michigan? I'm dying to know what you felt. Did you, did you text him? Did you hit him up on Twitter saying congratulations? Your pieces are the best. I love seeing you at training camp wearing your wearing your cargos and, and your fishing cap. I'm just I'm dying to know what you thought when you saw this because obviously he writes so good that he's the best sports writer in the state of Michigan. So I want I, I really want to know your take on this. Oh my goodness. I, I tried to hint at this on Wednesday and you pretended like you didn't know what I was talking about. So you could, you could sabotage me on the, on the Friday show with this. Uh, Grifka, you know what, you know, what's funny about this? Lots of things funny, to be honest, except for, uh, yeah, there's a lot funny. Let's put it that way. So, so DB, I think is who you're referring to the, uh, the writer I so affectionately known, you know, renowned around the world as, as DB freaking DB. Um, this guy did win some award. I mean, uh, as Griffith would say, congratulations. Uh, but like, like you say, I couldn't tweet at the guy. I couldn't get him any type of anything. You know why? I mean, the guy's phone, his Twitter, everything was busy. I mean, 
he was he was readily trying to set up his 2020 and 2021 and 2022 meetings with Calvin Quitter Johnson. You know, he was trying to get those on the books. <laughs> I mean, the guy was unavailable because he has to get his annual summit set up. So he was he, I don't know. He just wasn't he, he wasn't taking any congratulations. I mean, like you say, I'm, I'll send him a bucket hat in, in the mail. I'm sure he'll enjoy that and wear that out at, at, at a training camp like a true professional would. And uh and yeah, he'll write uh, puff pieces on why the Lions will never be good and why they can't win. And he'll dig up dirt about a head coach or about somebody and bombard them with it. And I mean, kind of what the DB does. But uh, yeah, so that that's that's my general thoughts. He's somewhat unavailable, but congratulations, you freaking DB. And uh, the bucket hat is in the mail. Fish and cap, whatever you want to call it. So not even just a tiny bit of credit, you know, for winning sports writer of the year in Michigan. I mean, talking about our beloved Detroit Lions. I mean, not even just like one little kudo, just even even, even a smidge of a kudo. <laughs> Chris Kittler's no, not a smidge, not a not a pinch, not a not a um <laughs> of a kudo, if there is such a thing. Uh, the hardest working man on the beat is is Eric Schlitt over there at uh, Lions Wire. This guy is busting his hump, putting out articles all day, every day. We've got my guy, Tim Twentyman, who I always think uh, has to put up with Mike O'Hara all day, but does a tremendous job. Those are my two go-tos kind of for Lions beat type reporting. Jeff Risden as well at Lions Wire, but – like I say, man, I, I stopped visiting M Live. You know, you, you're not going to see me reading any uh, newspapers. I mean, it's 2020. Who does that? And uh, and yeah, man, it's just like you know, I, I got a few sources I go to, and then basically like between the 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 great fans out on Twitter and just our own fun takes about this team, that pretty much fills up my day when it comes to Lions content. So yes, no uh, no congratulations, no kudo, no. Uh, no, uh, I don't know this. Wow. None of that. I mean, uh, moving forward, let's talk some football. That's one more question. You can't even give a child, please. You know, come on. You can't find that because. <laughs> child, please. I, I will do it. We're a little bit hampered today on the soundboard, but I, I will fit that in for you somehow. Griff. We'll, we'll get a, 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 che- a Ocho Cinco for a DB. Child, please. <laughs> Please. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that because that's one of my favorite ones, especially when talking about your favorite sports writer, you know, Dave Burkett. I, I know, I know you like him a lot. Well, let's do this really quick before we dive into everything. How about we, uh, I realize it's early, but let's take a pause for the cause here. Everybody listen to our sponsors before we come back and really dig into this one. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
Grifka, we're back from the break. We took an early break there. I needed a break because you brought up. I mean, there's a couple things we can't talk about on the show. One we know is baseball. It's a horrible sport. Two, I mean, it is you know some of these guys that that these players you love that were just garbage or these players from the '50s that nobody cares about. And three is DB. And, and you, you broke you broke one of the rules right off the get go. So. Hey, sports writer of the year, man, it, it means something. It really does. But uh, here, let's do this. Let's get into this. You uh, you tabbed it on Wednesday, and now uh, you know the Lions have you know some holes that need to be filled, and we're all looking. I know last year we predicted a big year for the Lions, so we think they're we think they're pretty close, and there's some holes that need to be filled, and then there's other teams you know that you know we would like to say like maybe Cincinnati Bengals, Washington Redskins are in a full out build mode where they're going to do more of their, you know, look to do more of their damage in the draft and build that way. So I just have, you know, some positions for you, you know, to fill these positions, would you rather, you know, take a chance and, you know, get somebody in the free agent pool or would you rather try to grab somebody in the draft to fill that hole? So um, I, I'm not looking for names either way. I just want to say, like, if, if you think the lines are in full rebuild mode or they're, like, on the cusp, and what would you do to fill these holes? Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. Okay, perfect. Okay, so let's do this one. Let's do do this one first. Uh, The question was brought up, you know, on the last show. People are saying on Twitter we need to draft, you know, this position now for the future. But let's go with this. Backup QB. I know there's some, you know, some good quarterbacks out there, you know, coming out in the draft. And uh, or do you look to sign a, a free agent to be the backup, or maybe you will try to run with, you know, Blau still? Um, would you rather have him draft a quarterback later on, run with Blau, or maybe sign somebody else to be uh, Matt Stafford's backup? Oh, Grifka, normally as I do on the Friday show, before I answer your question, I have a question for you. Grifka, what's more fun to do, Blau? Or pow, which one? I have to go blow. Blow. What? What? That was our old gimmick. It was a uh, Brandon pow. <laughs> Brandon pow. Now, now, now you like blow. Yeah, I do. Sounds like a bad Batman film, doesn't it? We should have those pop up, uh, <laughs> pop up like, sounds and and funny artwork uh, when we say one of their names. But uh, I mean, when it comes to the backup quarterback, this is this is I've I've went back and forth on this kind of throughout as I've sort of been growing in my my football, uh, you know, just ways. Is that at first I was kind of like I was on board with you kind of always take some of these later round QBs kind of like a flyer type of thing like hey you know it's not going to cost us much it might turn out to be a huge dividend I've kind of come around where like now I feel that it's somewhat a wasted draft pick because unless the guy's incredible he's just sort of a clipboard holder he doesn't help you on the field he really you know never sees the field unless the worst case scenario happens which your starter goes down which we all saw this year is pretty much a end your season, you know, if, if your starter goes down long-term, there's not many teams that will sort of plug in somebody. Oh, yeah, I'm sure DB or the slouch in the front row would tell me how great Pittsburgh did or how, you know, Miami and these other teams sort of figured it out without uh, top guns there. But it just doesn't happen on a regular basis. So I, I'm much more now in the – got to find kind of a crafty veteran, a guy that has played downs in the NFL, a guy that, you know, isn't looking to – 
like take the starter job, but is willing to support him in the film room as well as, you know, be a guy that in a pinch can come out and has the kind of arm or the ability to make plays either with his arm or his feet and do some things. So I, I think Bob Quinn just needs to sort of make a little bit bigger investment when it comes to that, you know, rather than a total scrap heap guy, just sort of like a, a lower tier, maybe even like low middle tier guy that still has a little juice left and is willing to come and support Matt Stafford because we need those draft picks for DEs, linebackers, corners, receivers, running back, you know, impact positions at, at this point. So that's the way I would go as a, a free agent type. Okay. Um, just a quick follow-up on that one. Would you even consider, you know, taking a flyer on Josh Rosen? No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was never a big Josh Rosen guy, but he seemed to sort of have what I always call the moxie where I thought maybe he had something because of the way he talked and the way that he carried himself. That's obviously proven to be more, more, talk than substance but I think Josh Rosen still has a place in the league I mean I think if he found his way to a a good organization that maybe had a starter that's on the way out either you know I could see him out in LA with LA Chargers if they weren't able to get a two or somebody and be a guy that could sit behind a Phil Rivers for a couple years and then maybe he's ready to roll because they have a proven system out there and Josh Rosen didn't forget how to throw the football and and just needs to be groomed and be given a legit chance with a decent football team. I mean, he started games with the with the you know the Arizona Cardinals when they were terrible, and the Dolphins, you know, when they didn't give him much help. So I I don't think Rosen's the kind of guy I'm looking for, but I feel like he still has a place in the league. I feel like the Lions need somebody better than the Tom Savages of the world or the you know the uh, gosh who they had Matt Castles. But below that that tier that's still chomping at the bit to start or that has, you know, everyone says like push Matt Stafford, but everybody knows that there's really nobody that's going to both push Matt Stafford and, you know, be better than him unless you bring in a stud rookie, you know, that has a chance to take the keys to the castle. So if you're not going to do that, you just need that. I don't know. I don't have a name right in front of me, but I know there's quite a few QBs on the free agent. Uh, list that could be intriguing. So Bob Quinn just needs to peel out a couple more hundies from that the wall that he has and pay somebody a little bit more than the minimum to uh, to rectify, I think. Because, again, you can't go pay. I'm not trying to go get like a $8 million backup because our, our starter makes 30 you know? So. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, good take. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised you uh, said no on Josh Rosen, but I do remember you stating that you weren't too high and coming out. So, okay. Um, next position. Um, that would be the slot wide receiver. We all know Danny Amendola was around for one year. I mean, people are talking, maybe they should resign him, and bring him back. Or would you be more interested in the Lions maybe spending, um, you know, second, third, whatever on one of those quick shifty guys um, out there to be the new slot wide receiver? Um, Amendola to me is, it's a tough call. This is one of those, you know, are you, are you paying for what he, he previously did, or are you going to pay and, and assume that more, you know, the same type of thing is, is going to come. I know on a previous show, there's, there's a Griff Cabell for you. Like we talked about, like we were both sort of on board of bringing back, um, Amendola, but 
to me, it all depends on not only what kind of upgrades you could get in free agency, but what kind of draft asset are you willing to spend? I mean, I think best case scenario, if you're, if you're asking me to pick free agent or draft is kind of wait out both of those processes. And then a a draft pick to me is the way to go. I mean, you have nobody under contract after this year. So if you're just looking at 2020, I mean, you're the safe bet is to say, Hey, Danny boy, would you take the same or a little bit less to help us out, come back, maybe have another decent year and then ride off in the sunset. But the, the big swing and probably the better move in my opinion is to wait the draft out and, and look for that value. You know, can you get, can you get a Hamler in the, uh, maybe does he slip to the third round? Can you get a KJ Hamler, you know, who's a explosive playmaker speed, all the things that we don't seem to have on this offense. And that then you have him locked up for four, four plus seasons type of thing. So if I have to pick, you know, you said free agent or draft, but also keeping Danny. I mean, my ideal scenario is to let Danny walk, thank him for what he brought and probably bring in, a young kid with some juice or I guess the ultimate ideal is keep him for one more year and bring in the kid with some juice who can be in the background. And then in 2021 is like, wow, this is our number two receiver now with Kenny. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Okay. Okay. Good point. Uh, just a real quick follow-up just yes or no. Do you even look at a tall, you know, go up and get it wide receiver, you know, lines have Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay right now. Do you even look at that? You know, if somebody falls to you, in the draft or do you just kind of like, is that kind of really backburnered? I mean, you said I could only say yes or no. So no. Um, but if I had to follow up, like I never just totally ignore everything. I mean, it would depend who it was and where it was, but um, we, we already have big bodied uh, type receivers. So you, you need to fill that out with speed as well as dynamic playmakers. So I would, I would say no overall. Okay. Um, Next one, I think you've hinted at this. I even kind of hinted at it on Wednesday's show, but that would be uh, the number two cornerback. Are you looking to sign somebody, or would you draft somebody? Or maybe you, the third option, do you go with what's in-house and say, like, you know, give a, a, oh, a chance? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I do not have the sound bite, but I'll do it for the people. I mean, I put out on Twitter a few days ago, like, don't sleep on AO. Oh, baby. Uh, the, the guy is 6'2, 200, can run and made some plays late in the season. So everybody's writing him off, like, ah, maybe he's a three, four, five corner. No, I, I think he could be some really useful snaps and be good. But when you're asking me my ideal scenario, what I'm hoping for, I, I, I just think it's best. I mean, I could be wrong on this one because this is a, a tough call, but. I think there's going to be some really nice mid-level veterans, even upper tier veterans that, yeah, you got to pay them like, you know, eight, nine million bucks, but they know the game. They still got speed. They're not over the hill when it comes to age. I want to go that route. A guy that can get along with Slay, because I think Slay is already cool with him, Coleman, Tracy, and he'll even be cooler with Will, you know, after now that he's had time to get over losing his, uh, his uh, buddy there, Quandre. So those four to me are good. Now it's like, what's that fifth guy that can play opposite that he can groove with, that he can laugh with, that they have that same kind of personality, but that they lock people up. And, you know, Eric Schlitt, again, on 
USA Today Lions Wire had a really good article about corners, and uh, I read it, and there was probably six names on that list where I wrote them back. I'm like, man, I like some of these names. You know what I mean? As far as people that are going to be available in free agency and that come in. So, you know, give me one of those guys, and I'm still probably going to take one, but if I'm bringing in a big free agent, it lets me sort of let the board settle itself down in rounds three, four, five. Um, instead of, yeah, you can go take a Kudo or somebody in the high second round, but – I mean, that's a that's a rookie playing, you know, top type receivers in year one. You're putting your neck on the line. I'd much rather have a guy with some NFL experience to do that. So give me the free agent cornerback to uh, pair up with big play. Okay. Um, next position. I've been reading this one a lot as well. People looking for it. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, your boys, Walker and Harris at safety. Um, what about, you know, the third safety? Uh, would you draft another safety or would you be looking for one of those veterans to go back there and work with them? Well, I'm, I'm not looking for a veteran cause I already got one. His name is Tave on and he goes, he goes up and hits you in the face and tells you about it. And, uh, and can play some football. So I already got him in the mix. Um, but I did a mock draft just the other day and put it out for the, uh, the people to check out. And, McKinney, the crazy safety from Alabama, was there. I, I thought this kid was definitely going back to school. I guess uh, I was a little late on the game. I didn't see that he had declared, but I, I did verify he's declared for the draft. McKinney, man, this guy, can he can run, he can hit, he can cover, he can blitz, he can tackle. He can he comes in with ferocity. Like, I, I really, really like this guy as a football player. He does have some shortcomings in some areas, but I'm willing to overlook him because he looks like a just a pro to me. He looks like a pro prospect type of guy. So, I mean, I'm good with Tavon if nothing else makes sense. But, man, in round two, if I can get a guy like McKinney or if I can get a guy in rounds two through three or four, the guy, other guy I've been touting, uh, Winfield. I mean, I don't know about you, Grifka, but – Antoine Winfield back in his day was fun to watch the way he played football and his son can go get it. He turns the football over a lot. He's always around the ball. So, and and again, to me, safeties are, are in today's NFL better than corners because they can cover, they can hit, they can, they can blitz. They do all these different things. If you find the right guy, whereas a corner, you kind of just put him out either in the slot or out wide and let him try to do what he can do. I mean, safeties to me are chess pieces you can move all around and that are much more versatile for Matt Pat's D and this game. We talked a lot last year about three safety defense. You know, that's why you don't turn one down. Even if you got, you know, T-Walk, Harris, Tavon, there's no reason to not add another one. So this one, if I had to lean one way, I mean, yeah, in the draft in rounds one all the way through four, I'm basically if a nasty safety is there, I'm I'm more than happy to go get another one. Okay, what about offensive guard? Uh, Glasgow is a free agent, and sounds like um, he he he's obviously going to go test the waters, but he may be too a little rich for the Lions. And Joe Dahl wasn't very impressive. Wiggins wasn't very impressive. I believe Abushi he is a free agent. I think. But um, would you look to maybe draft somebody else or, once again, go sign a, a veteran? Chris, or maybe so even this, what the Lions have in house. I know Bo, was it Bo Bechua, the uh, guy they you know kept around all year from Wisconsin. I know they've spoken about him as well. 
Right. Um, this one, Grifka, with, with the fans out there and some of the people, I mean, some of their comments and stuff when we're talking about offensive guards, I mean, it does this. It drives me freaking blockers. <laughs> Thank you, Grifka, <laughs> because – gosh, my take has always been like, I know the offensive line is important. I know that it helps the run in the pass game. That's why I, I was okay with Frank Ragnow and whatnot, but they've invested a ton of money because it looks like they're moving on from Glam, Graham Glasgow. I'm not willing to go spend a really high draft resource or pony up big money in free agency for an offensive guard. I feel like all the good teams in the league, like go name more than one or two offensive linemen on the Chiefs, Patriots, um, who else we got still in the games out there. Like, you know, uh, San Francisco has spent a few resources, but San Francisco still has Lakin Tomlinson out there on their starting offensive line playing left guard. I mean, that just shows you that almost any stiff can still be in there or it comes down to not only coaching – but scheme because that guy was a here you go matt Derry. that guy was a tire fire here in detroit i mean absolute <laughs> embarrassment and then he goes out and he's been starting for years in san francisco didn't really miss a beat so i mean he hasn't went to his what his medical career yet where he he broke his glasses on draft day that was classic i like, they took, took like in tomlinson i've got him as a thir- upper third round pick on my board i'm like huh and then he goes up and hugs his dad and breaks his glasses i was like "Uh oh this isn't gonna be good and then of course i did what i do griff goes i tried to justify why he would be good and why they made the pick and why like in tomlinson is going to be a road grader and then he ended up being a freaking turnstile so um yeah i'm passing on a guard in the draft until later and i think Bo still has you know some some maybe ability there but uh, he didn't show much. Let's put it that way. You know, I was hoping for some more showings. He did get in there and, and, and start or play some, though. I mean, when you're a rookie and an undrafted guy, that's that's something. Because there are a lot of guys that even if they bring you in, just you're on the you're at the bowling alley in three weeks. He was able to stay on the team and also get some PT, so that's good. But a uh, late, late round draft pick or a, a who knows, who cares free agent that has no name but is just a grinder. You know, you just need a guy in there that – good fundamentals, tough guy. We also have never got the big nasties. You know, they like these guys that are just barely 300 some pounds that can move. I mean, some of these offensive lines I see have those big 330 pounders that just, okay, maybe they can't run 10, 15 yards down the field on the screen, but every time when you run it off right edge between the guard and the tackle, they just blow their guy three guys, three yards off the football. I mean, it depends if that fits your scheme, but I guess I'd like to see some more big uglies that were just graders as well as nasty, as well as push people around. You don't have to be a super athlete or be great movement. Sometimes you just have to block the guy in front of you and, and push the pile, which we have not done good at for years. I mean, much more pass blocking than anything. So um, late draft pick or low type free agent should get it done at guard in my opinion even though lots of people are just wanting to pay glasgow you know tons of money great guy but i I can't pay him and i got to go a different route just a quick follow-up on that do you think the lions need two guards or do you think they're just going to maybe look at one and then use what's in house on the other one um, I mean, I mean, to me, that depends on where Bo is at. I mean, I, I'm not a Kenny Wiggins guy. I, I not an Abushi guy. I mean, who else did they play? Joe Dahl. I mean, I, 
I guess I only think of one because they paid Joe Dahl and he seemed to be serviceable. I mean, good job, Joe Dahl. Um, he seemed to be okay over there, so I don't have tons of issues. I know you want all pros at every spot, but like to me, Joe Dahl was fine. So I'm basically just focusing on that right guard saying, you know, save the money. Don't pay Glass, but find a guy that can just play the position and can get along either with Wagner or maybe we have an upgrade at right tackle and those guys create a powerful right side rather than, you know, what we've had, which has been average at best, I'd say. Okay. Um, just a couple more here, real quick ones. Um, I know this is uh, pretty important, but uh, long snapper, do you think they try to uh, bring back, uh, you know, Dom Muehlbeck or uh... – you know, they drafted a long snapper before, but or do you think they try to maybe go get another uh, free agent? Were you the guy, Griffka? Didn't you buy a Jimmy Landis jersey after that draft pick? Didn't you show up to our first game of the year rocking a, a Jimmy Landis that time? Yeah, I had to go into get the game worn Jimmy Landis. You know, it wasn't dirty ah, yeah. or anything like that, but you know, I was able to find <laughs> it. Was, yes. It was it was ungame worn. <laughs> ungame worn. <laughs> I think he lasted a whole preseason with his whole YouTube highlights that I guess Bob Quinn, I don't know what he was thinking on that. I was that, that and T's Tabor are his huge black marks. Uh, Cause I, you took him, not only did you take one, you took him in like the fifth or sixth round and then he didn't even make it out of camp. That's brutal. Um, I don't know. I mean, who knows about long snappers? I mean, it's just like, you know, just, just keep mule and, and, use him until he decides to hang it up and then go get a guy at undrafted free agent. I mean, it, it, it seems about that easy in my opinion. I mean, I know people make it like it's this crucial spot because it is kind of a unicorn spot, but I mean, I'm sure you can find people out there that can snap it if, if you need to. Okay. Then the last one, uh, your favorite position and mine as well. Uh, since uh, it sounds like Sam Martin may not be coming back. Do you draft a punter? Or do you just go sign somebody else? <laughs> Did you just ask me about the punter, Grifka? Of course, man. Because special teams is a third of the game. And we just hired a new coach at it. <laughs> Grifka, did you ask if I'm bringing back Sam Martin? Is that the question? It sounds funny because it sounds like he's, like, pricing himself out of Detroit. You know, it's like, well, they asked him to take a pay cut last year, and he did. And he's not going to take another one. It's like, dude, I mean, you're you're okay. You're not great guy or anybody like that so uh dude if you're they're asking you to pay for like 50 grand of course you do it and i mean it's like you're here in detroit you're hanging out with your buddy matt stafford come on you get to wear kooky golf clothes out there and people think you're colorful you know so yeah if, if you were Plus, Bob you, got, you got a hot girlfriend man you're with nasty lukin man it's like dude man with the gold medal gymnast from the u.s dude, dude, I, I want him back just for that just so she comes to the games gosh like duh Exactly. If you were Bob Quinn, would you just walk up to Sam Martin and say, "Hey, Sam Martin, you're not that. Uh... <laughs> you're not that great." <laughs> Griff, you know what I would say to Sam Martin about him coming back? What's that? This. No chance. <laughs> hey, Sam Martin, you're fired. <laughs> That's what I would say, and then I would just, I would just give him a Vince McMahon uh, right hand right to the face and slam the door right in his mug, right in his, right in his stupid in sync looking face. Get out of here. Boom. Out of here. 
Okay, so uh, do you go uh, use one of your many draft picks on a putter, or do you just sign somebody else? Who cares? I just go get a punter. However, I got to get one. There's plenty on the street. You get one in the draft. I mean, I'm not paying for for Sam Martin. I mean, Sam Martin, him and you most of the time on most of your lion stakes. I mean, cue up the music. (laughs) I mean, get this guy out of town. Like you say, he wears these ridiculous golf clothes at at the golf outing. He's... He's not very good at his job. I mean, wait, wait, you go to Appy State. I mean, okay, we paid you for a few years. Congratulations. Like, time to move on from this guy. I mean, freaking loser, this guy. I I know he's Matt Stafford's buddy. I know, like, what are you going to do at punter? You're just going to get another punter. I mean, let's quote Rick Eisen. I mean, yes, they're people too, but they're not that hard to hard to find. I mean, pretty much a lot of people out there can go kick, kick the football. Uh, yeah, he hasn't. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, uh, I'm not looking for much from a punter. Just, you know, somewhat keep them in the 20s. Don't shank the ball in the playoffs and cost us a dang playoff game, you freaking idiot. I mean, basically, just do this, you stupid punter. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Exactly. So let us talk here on the Kool-Aid cast. Sam Martin, go go ahead and play for the XFL Eskimos or whatever you got to do. And uh, we'll just keep moving because you're a freaking punter and no one cares. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure, Sam, if you're listening, you know, please give us a call at 989-272-272. Three four eight eight. I would love to chat with you, and uh, feel free to hit me up at Twitter I, at, at @griffkdkc. Sam Martin, as we said on previous shows, don't call the show, don't tweet me, don't find me at training camp for the XFL team or the Canadian team that you do. Hey, Sam Martin, us paying you or keeping you around much longer would be, probably be this. It's a bad decision. Period. Point blank. It was a, a one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. There you go. Really? Come on. So if you, you if you walked up to you and asked to shake your hand, you'd be like, "Child, please." Child, please. Please. Hey, Sam Martin. That was a disgraceful performance. In my opinion, that sucked. Sam Martin, you suck. Every big moment, you've 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 screwed us over. All you have to do is kick the ball. It's not that hard. Grifka, you got me all hot and bothered here. Sam Martin. No chance. Oh boy! You're gonna make him go somewhere. You're gonna make him go somewhere and cry, man. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're in the locker room going right now. You realize the you know, Kool Aid cast—they don't like you, man. <laughs> uh, Sam Martin kicking the ball when it matters. <laughs> Get the heck out of here! I mean, every time you come on the field, nobody says this. Wow. <laughs> When you're gone, we'll finally get to say it. Wow. All right, I'm done, Chris. What else? You okay. got anything else? Uh, that's uh, yeah, just want to talk about a lot of the holes. I know there's a couple spots that we've often talked about, pass rush, defense tackle. So I, I didn't want to bring those up. We seem to have uh, belabored those a lot on other shows. So uh, um, that's all I got. Most of that was fun, except for when you asked me about DB, I had to say this. What the hell are you doing? Then, then later in the show, you asked me about long snappers and punters. That drives me freaking bonkers. Hey, special teams, third of the game. We just got a new coach. So uh, got to show some respect, man. Sam Martin's uh, whole career in one soundbite. bite.
<laughs> now you're done. Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Everybody, we've had some fun, as we always do here on the Kool-Aid cast. Grifka with some good questions. It was fun talking about the holes, talking about free agent or draft. That's always a key question. Looking forward to all of it here this off season. We still got some time uh, before you know it. Uh, next week will be the senior bowl. And then a, a little while before free agency. And then I think somebody said today it is 14 weeks, basically a hundred days until the NFL draft. Uh, me and some of my other buddies that aren't named Grifka will be putting in a ton of hard work, bringing you draft content and having a bunch of fun with that. We will have Grifka's live picks, which will be uh very humorous to uh, to look at when it's all said and done. And I will be fixing the Detroit Lions with my picks, my free agents. We talking to you about those here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, as well as the Believe in Lions podcast as well that drops on Monday. So three Lions shows a week from uh, from us here at the, on the podcast. So thank you guys so much. Uh, always fun talking Detroit Lions. Uh, we'll do it again next week on Wednesday and Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. Drink it in, man. We're out. Back to back, stop the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.